Next. Next on News for the Soul, Honoring Grief with Kimberly. Kimberly is an accredited emotional freedom technique practitioner, certified grief recovery method specialist, and a certified happiness for no reason trainer who shines compassionate, loving, wise, and playful energy through a courageous, bumpy, and even magical experience of deeply grieving her marriage and the grief she'd held in her body for nearly 40 years. She has now transformed her life from one of doubt fear, anxiety, and longing into one of more joy, love, creativity, purpose, and passion than she ever believed possible. Please welcome Kimberly back to News for the Soul. Hello, everybody. It's Kimberly, and welcome back to Honoring Grief. Today's show is going to be a little bit of a different show. So the intention behind today is to just recap and kind of review and celebrate what the last year and a half has been on Honor and Grief. Um, as leading up to, I'll have a special announcement at the end of that. So it has been a beautiful year and a half. Um, my journey all started in September of 2022. And I really wanted to come and create this show with some really wholehearted intentions. It was really about bringing the powerful messages about what grief and loss actually is and learning to look at the emotional pain that you that happens in our lives as human beings with a more open heart Be, again learning some really crucial things in a powerful grief recovery program and just a whole journey of my entire life over the last five years just a journey of learning how to love myself in a completely different way than I ever have and it was really learning these profound new messages about what grief is, about what loss is, um, how our society teaches us to deal with our emotional pain but in unhealthy ways, and learning the amazing tool of EFT tapping and those two being my superpowers for literally transforming my entire life the last five years, transforming the way I love myself and others, transforming the way I look at life and what I'm capable of doing in life. It's been, it's been a profound journey the last five years. So the intention behind creating this show was to bring voice to those messages and to some of that journey and some of those critical like, things that I learned in my journey the last five years. And I wanted to bring it, bring it to the Honor and Grief or the News for the Soul audience. So that was my that was part of my intention, and the deeper intentions behind that was really to talk specifically and to highlight specifically how to create language, right, and normalize our human experiences of emotional loss and grief, and what healthy processing looks like of grief and what unhealthy processing looks like, right? Again, because we weren't taught about this in school, we were taught about first aid. We were taught how to what to do when our physical bodies are broken, but we were never taught what to do with a broken heart. So that was like a main intention for this series of honor and grief. I also wanted to bring awareness to how prevalent emotional loss actually is in in our lives, and that loss is a whole lot more than just death and divorce, right? And grief is a whole lot more than just sadness. There are actually like 40 different, and we've discussed this many times over the last year and a half in the different episodes, and we, we talked about like that there's like 
so many different losses. Like there's over 40 different life events that actually create emotional loss for us, right? And that 100% of us are actually grieving in a way right now each day and 100% of us are actually holding suppressed grief that we haven't felt and healed and processed um, in healthy ways in the years that we've been on this earth. So it was about bringing awareness there to how prevalent it is. Again, as soon as we can bring awareness to the emotional pain that we experience, then we can open our hearts more and we don't have throw all this judgment and criticism on the way we're feeling because we begin to understand why we're going through this pain. Um, with honoring grief, I also wanted to um, go through processes that helped us identify the loss and grief that we actually have in our lives, right? So get better, getting better at identifying that in our lives, recognizing when we're in pain and maybe because it's an emotional loss, but from that journey, then recognizing it in other people too, right? So being able to recognize when somebody else is going through a loss and is it grieving so that we can actually be able to connect with ourselves more when we're in pain and connect more with other people. Again, instead of that judgment, suppression and isolation that we get, get taught in our, in our world about how, what we should do with grief, I'll, I'll refer that to a little bit when I'm doing like the year review because um, we started the year talking about the grief myths. So, but yeah, that, so that was another intention of this series. And the last main intention was I wanted to create a space for the people listening out there, for the, the guests that uh, guests and co-creators that helped me create the show over the last year and a half, creating a space where people felt seen and heard and understood, right? Especially during time, painful times of grief and loss. There is, I believe there's never a more important time to actually feel like you're, you're heard and understood and to understand yourself as when you're grieving. So that was, those were kind of my intentions around creating this whole series. And it's been a brilliant ride the last year and a half. So for anybody else that's tuning in, maybe that's brand new today, welcome. <laughs> You're tuning in at a, on a very interesting um, uh, show and episode. But for, yeah, for whether you're a new listener or you've listened before, I kind of wanted to do a recap of what the last year and a half has been. And I wanted to, yeah, celebrate uh, the year and a half that it's been, express gratitude to people that have joined me to help create it. It's It's been beautiful. So my journey all started in September of 2022. And the, my, the first show you'll see in the archives there on my page is um, Nicole. So the producer for News for the Soul was welcoming me to the whole crew and doing a little interview just to get to know a little bit behind what my intentions were with the series, um, where a little bit about my personal story, about what brought me to News for the Soul. And it was a beautiful, like, it was a beautiful, like, spontaneous, vulnerable conversation. I actually uh, tuned in from Costa Rica because <laughs> I was there for the first time, and that was a lovely, lovely memory. Um, the following episodes after that, through, like, October, December, January kind of episodes, is where, if you, so, uh, where I started to introduce the grief myths. So a one of the powerful things that I, you're going to, by the way, you're going to hear me say powerful a lot. <laughs> Just FYI. So one of the many powerful things that I learned in this journey the last five years and in that specific grief recovery program that I spoke about is what the grief myths are, right? So that our society, like I said, we they don't they we have healthy unhealthy messages out in our world about what 
emotional pain is, what it looks like, what we should do with it, how we should deal with it, and they fall under six main categories. So we went through the grief myths. Um, so I'm just going to review them quickly here. So be strong, um, don't feel bad, replace the loss, grieve alone, um, time heals all wounds, and keep busy and distract yourself. So those are the six main themes of some of the messages we have in our world. I won't go into the details. If you are intrigued and want to learn more, uh, check out those shows there through like October, December, January. Um, also in those shows, I welcomed in my two friends, Gord and Zan, and they joined me in the January episode where we kind of discussed the grief myths, the three of us, kind of where these show up in our lives, um, the impact of trying to follow these myths, and yeah, just having a really honest discussion about what our world tells us about grief and how unhealthy it is. Uh, February's show, I did a little intro show into EFT tapping. So like I mentioned shortly, EFT tapping is a powerful energy, <laughs> energy somatic tool um, about balancing your energy flow um, by tapping on points on your face and torso. It's based off the same acupuncture meridian system as Oh, sorry, the same meridian system as the ancient Chinese um, system. I think I said system too much. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a powerful, simple tool that helps balance emotions and helps balance energy in your body, just like if you were going to get acupuncture needles put in your body. But also with tapping, you're also speaking your emotions. And you're, you're being guided usually by a practitioner or you're doing it in a group. And... You, you can listen to February's um, show, and me and my friend Deborah, we will rant and rave about it because we both love it. Deborah is my EFT trainer, and she's actually the person that introduced me first to tapping back in March of 2019. Um, so again, early on after the end of my marriage, so this is what, I don't think I mentioned that yet, but I do mention it in the early shows. This is what spurred on this whole shift and shake of my life and me finding this grief recovery program and EFT tapping. So me, yeah, you'll hear me talk about it often and throughout the Honor and Grief shows here. So thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Gordon Zan, for helping me create those shows there on the grief myths and for EFT tapping. Um, in March, we I brought on Cole James, who is the director of the Grief Recovery Institute. So this is where the grief recovery method that grief recovery program it, that I took was created. Um, I won't tell you a lot about it here, but I whole, wholeheartedly recommend you listen to March's episode um, and find out what the grief recovery method is all about. Um, in April, we I kind of took a deep dive into ways that we can kind of explore and look at our lives and help identify some of the grief and loss that might be present for us that we're not aware of. And I went through kind of some cue questions to ask ourselves, some reflection questions, and also looking at the, the numbing strategies, so the way that we kind of try to make ourselves feel better when we have pain. So again, just looking at our lives, stepping back a little bit with our hearts open, and just becoming aware of some of the, the loss and the grief that's actually in our lives and the stuff that we've experienced over the years that we might still be holding on to. So that was what April's show was about. May's show was I brought in the super important topic of shame and its role in grief. Um, my mouth is dry here. Let me take some water. 
shame, you cannot talk about grief without shame. And in this show, I'll go through it in detail, so I highly recommend you listening if you're not sure where I'm going with this. But in brief, shame is that feeling that we're not enough, that feeling that we're not lovable, that we're not good enough, not smart enough, put anything in the blank there, not successful enough, not pretty enough, not attractive enough, all those not enough feelings. And it's a yucky feeling. It makes us want to put our heads in the sand, isolate away from people, you know, pretend that we're not in pain. So again, shame is a big part of grief because, like I said before, we're taught to push away our grief, to distract ourselves, to deal with it on our own and not burden other people, right? To just wait, you know, time will naturally heal it and, you know, we'll feel better. To distract ourselves and numb our pain and that will make us, you know, feel better sooner. We're taught all these things in our world and all of those actually never truly make us feel better. It's just like a temporary energy fix. And we end up still feeling bad. We end up still feeling pain. But we think we're supposed to be over it because we we learn that these things are supposed to help us. And when we don't feel better from doing these things, then we feel shame, right? We feel like we're doing something wrong. We feel like there's something wrong with our lives. Why am I struggling so much? Why am I looking around me and nobody's, nobody's struggling like me? But again, that's the fact the effect of shame and a global effect of shame is that everybody's struggling but nobody's talking about it. Everybody's struggling, everybody's isolating and not speaking truly how much pain they're in. So I could go on and on about shame and I do in that episode. So tune in to May if you want to learn more. Um, June, oh no, July. So July's episode, there's a couple um, months here where there was, wasn't a brand new show. So the next show was in July. And this is where I took kind of, I took a deep dive into a little bit more on how we numb our grief. So some of the stuff that we kind of um, started discussing in the April show. But we discussed kind of what numbing looks like in our lives and the impact on our health and happiness. So a global talk about that. But with a special focus on relationships and loneliness is what I talked about then. And really the the discussion was inspired by this incredible book called Together by Dr. Vivek Murphy. Um, And it's The Power of Human Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World. I discovered this book like in 2020 and it just rocked my entire world. (laughs) So on the topic of shame, it really does, it talks about shame in there, but it just talks about our universal need for connection and how our world is not is is lacking in that and the way our society and our culture is built we're actually becoming more isolated and pretending that we can again deal with pain and deal with our life in independent ways and we've lost our community and connection that we used to have over the generations before and through evolution and the the impact of that right this is a profound book i will wholeheartedly recommend this that you read this book but I go into details of some of the powerful things that the author talks about in this book in that July episode so that's that in August again in the energy of that powerful show from July I wanted to bring in the energy of loneliness and how we tend to isolate ourselves in it I wanted to bring people together and talk about loneliness and honor loneliness so honoring loneliness is what August shows title was about And it's actually a Zoom connection. 
of I've got had a handful of friends on there um, joining me to help co-create this. So I'm going to name them all here. So thank you to Jan and Gord, Ashley, Sylvia, Amanda, Bethany, Elizabeth, Kieran, Connie, Jennifer, Bonnie, Carly, Carla. You guys, I, I could not obviously have done that show without you. I still feel how powerful that conversation was that we had. And it was so, so important. And it really about the energy of bringing us all together and talking about our very universal experience of loneliness and how it shows up in our lives in different ways or how it shows up in very similar ways. And so it was a, a brilliant conversation where we got to really connect on the realness and the pain of loneliness. Come here, next comes the beautiful anniversary show in September of 2023. And I just knew when I was reflecting on what I wanted to do with that show, I was like, well, it's got to be about celebration, of course. So really, it was a celebration theme. And it was I wanted to celebrate my honoring grief's one-year birthday. I wanted to celebrate all that had been created, kind of like I'm doing in short form right now, but also how important celebrating ourselves and celebrating life is. Right? It's so important. It's, it's such a strong way of loving ourselves and loving and feeling grateful for what the universe kind of creates for us and, what, and noticing those little things that go well in our lives. And it's such an important practice, especially when we're grieving and we're in pain, to actually be able to step back and still see the good parts in our life and still see what we're doing well and what's going well. It's just it's a powerful form of self-love. And I had my dear friend Brad Yates there to help celebrate with me that day um, and also to do some EFT tapping. He's one of my tapping mentors and colleagues, my favorite person to actually tap on, actually one of my favorite people on the planet. <laughs> and so he joined me for that celebration. And yeah, we just had a beautiful kind of like celebration love theme show for honor and grief and for ourselves and for life with, again, bringing in tapping again. Um, October's show was I didn't get enough of tapping and celebration, so I wanted to do another show. And this time I welcomed in a couple friends. So we did more of a deep dive and did a lot more tapping on that show and um, with two friends, Bethany Elizabeth and Lauren. So thank you, Bethany Elizabeth and Lauren, who joined me and helped co-create that show. It was phenomenal and super fun. Um, the next few shows of the end of the year here, November show, um, yeah, it was about mavericking. <laughs> That's what people are like, what is that about? Mavericking with EFT tapping. So it's an audio recording that I that I of a previous event that I did in October where I spoke at a wellness event on EFT and my version of mavericking with EFT. Um, I'm not going to say too much because I want you to go and listen to it. But basically, it comes from Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> it was basically, in summary, it was the realization that my journey over the last five years with transforming the way I love myself and everything what and the way I'm with myself in grief so again what this the intention of this entire show is is about learning to love ourselves in different ways and learning to be with ourselves in different ways through grief and loss than what our society tells us is the right way my quotes are in air my air quotes um and what is healthy air quotes right and really shaking that up and challenging the norms and pushing status quo, that's exactly what mavericking is. It's somebody that does all of those. So I realized 
this whole journey is mavericking. And EFT tapping has been a huge thing, a huge tool that's helped me maverick with my grief. So listen to November's show if you want to hear um, that presentation that I did at that event. The, the end of the year in the beginning, the, the last like December, January, February, um, I went through some big, big shifts and big, big changes in my life. So there's actually, there wasn't any brand new shows created in those three months here. Um, again, and I'm like, you know, coming out of that and evolving, um, shifting <laughs> into stuff right now after those three months. Um, and I actually took away from creating any new shows for those three months. It was, I was really going through a beautiful but really shifting, um, hmm, heart shifting, soul shifting, grieving process, honestly. I was taking some big shifts. Big, or I was making some big decisions related to my family, related to money, related to setting boundaries, and it really rocked my world and my heart and my soul a lot. But it was, I knew through all of it, and this is the beauty of this journey, I knew through all of it how to love myself fiercely, right? <laughs> love myself fiercely, love myself in a mavericking way, and I knew that even in the darkest moments in pain and feeling completely lost, not sure what you know, tomorrow or the next week look like, um, having my finances be all shaky and, you know, and having that shake up my feeling of safety. Again, a lot of different avenues of loss um, in that experience. I knew from a grounded place because of this, what I've learned from grief and loss, because I would have learned from EFT tapping and loving myself through it, I knew I would come out the other side and I knew the magic would come out the other side. So, Part of the magic of coming out of the other side of those few months is really grounding into what I wanted my next year to look like. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I think, that kind of summarizes. I just wanted to re... Yeah. That kind of summarizes what my journey at Honor and Grief has been lately and the last, sorry, has been like over the last year and a half. So if it, any of those shows intrigue you? Again, I wanted to do that review as a celebration of the show, celebration of my time here, but also as a cue for anybody listening so they had ideas of kind of what the different show months look like. So you can dive into my page here on News for the Soul and check out the, the recordings there. And please feel free to share them freely with whoever you think um, might resonate with them. Um, so this leads me to the announcement that I want to share with you guys. Um, like I said, through the last few months, I've been grounding into what I wanted my next year to look like. So what I've decided to do for the next year is I'm going to be taking like a hiatus away from creating new shows here on Honor and Grief for the year. And really just for the intention of grounding more deeply in the shifts that have gone on in my life the last, last three months um, and to explore kind of new creative projects. Um, I'm also just looking into seeing how that flows and then seeing, grounding into what I want my future plans to look like here at Honor and Grief and beyond um, and what I want future kind of intentions are with this show if I want to create, continue to create kind of like what I did with, with some like soul shows and having some people come in for certain interviews and having kind of discussion groups or if I want to create something totally different. So that's kind of what I'm going to take the year to kind of step away from that and see what, again, see what feels right for me. This is the way 
I've learned to kind of make decisions and honor my heart and honor my soul in, in my creations. And it just felt like something that was good for me to step step away and, and do that and have that reflective period over the next year and see what the future brings. So on that note, check out, yeah, check out the archives, check out my page. There's some links in there. You can um, connect with me on my grief recovery website. You, you can email me. Um, I'm actually launching a brand new website here starting in April. So connect with me if you want to get a link to that new site and my new business email and different things that are becoming going to be coming in April. So it's a really exciting year already related to that stuff and new creations. So yes, definitely connect with me if you want to um, see my brand new website where everything is going to be in all in one place. And I'm so excited for that. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of the listeners that have joined in over the last year and a half and added your energy to what I'm creating, you know, whether I'm doing it in a live show or whether I've pre-recorded it. It's, I can feel the energy for anybody that's tuning in, anybody that um, shares it, anybody that's listening to recordings. I just want to thank you for your courage to come on and even listen to a show called Honor and Grief, <laughs> realizing that it could be triggering for you. And yeah, I just honor your courage to join me and the energy that you've kind of provided during this whole journey for me with the creation of this beautiful show that I've loved so much. So I wanted to end today's show with a couple quotes. I absolutely love almost everything that the, the poet Rumi writes. If you haven't heard of Rumi, he's like a, like a profound, amazing poet on universal love. And he talks about a lot about universal love. And of course, when you're talking about love, you have to talk about grief too. So I'm going to finish today's show um, with a couple powerful Rumi quotes on grief and loss. So he says, Sorrow, which I equate with grief, prepares you for joy. It violently sweeps out all of your house so that new joy can find space to enter. It shakes the yellow leaves from the bow of your heart so that fresh green leaves can grow in their place. It pulls up the rotten roots so that new roots hidden beneath have room to grow. Whatever sorrow, <laughs> sorrow shakes, whatever sorrow slash grief shakes from your heart, far better things will take their place. And then the second one here, grief can be the garden of compassion. If you keep your heart open through everything, your, your pain can become your greatest ally in your life's search for love and wisdom. And honestly, those two Rumi quotes just kind of summarize everything for me the last... Mm, I'm getting choked up a little bit. I used to live... The, I lived the first 40 years of my life being terrified to feel pain. Right? Being terrified to lose things that I love. Feeling that it was just, it was such a deep pain that I didn't know how to recover from. And after this journey the last five years, and especially this beautiful journey with honor and grief as part of that lovely journey, it, I know it's a journey of where I know that the deepest, darkest painful days are always going to lead to some bright, bright days that I couldn't even imagine, right? So kind of like 
the last three months was really hard and painful for me and was shaking, but it's shaking up some beautiful new magic and shaking up things that I didn't actually see were coming for me and creative things that I didn't see that I was even felt ready for before and now I have this surge of energy because I've grieved a bunch of stuff and let some stuff go over the last few months. Again, grief is, like he says, it's that, it's, comp it's what does he say? <laughs> A garden of compassion, right? When you sit with your pain and you're compassionate with your heart, with the way you're going through, when you realize you're going through loss and you learn how to love yourself differently, which is what this whole series is about, it really does transform everything in your life. Because when you transform the way you love yourself, especially through pain, it of course is going to change everything in your life. That's what it's done for me. That's why I have the passion for sharing these messages and why I created this show here for News for the Soul. So if that feels like a good spot to stop. So again, thank you everybody out there who listened, who added their energy. Thank you to all my brilliant like friends and guests and co-creators that helped me create this experience over the last year and a half. And take care, and I will see you at some point in the future. Hugs. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Kimberly again. Uh, I wanted to add something on <laughs> at the end here. Um, just to let you know that for the next year, while I won't be creating new sh shows here on Honoring Grief, I will still be creating on my YouTube channel, which is a brief on grief. So what I do is I create uh, new videos, uh, short videos, five to ten minutes long, and I release a new video every two weeks. And again, with the similar intentions that I created this, this series here on News for the Soul for but in just little small snippet digestible videos. There's also some interviews on there and different discussions, a bunch of different stuff on there. So come and subscribe and connect with me there over the next year. Um, and yes, I will see you back here on Honoring Grief at some point in the future. Okay, take care. Bye. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show.